0: Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host Jacquette Timmins, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. On tap is another special episode Today, I am in conversation with Jamila White, founder of Doggy Nibbles. Jamila and I met running in Prospect Park. After about a year of waving hello whenever we would see each other, we finally exchanged numbers and met for a coffee walk and talk because, you know, COVID. As we talked, she told me about her full-time job in the beauty industry, but also hinted that she was working on something else. Understandably so, she was less forthcoming about that endeavor. Well, earlier this year, that venture, Doggy Nibbles, was launched. When she shared the good news, I immediately extended an invitation to come onto the show because A, I love dogs, B, her idea is brilliant, C, she was one of the 5.4 million people to start a business, during the pandemic and I wanted to know more about her timing. And finally, her startup business is now part of a $160 billion industry. Is that number too big to visualize? Yeah, I get it, but maybe this will help. It would take you a million days to count to a billion, that is 142,857 weeks and 2,740 years. I don't know if it makes it that much easier to like wrap your hands around, but it certainly makes it a little more so. And per Google, the number of businesses in the pet care industry that are owned by Blacks is 0.9%. What an opportunity for growth. If you too work a full-time job and run a business or have aspirations of owning one, then you know preparation is key. You have to prepare financially, emotionally, spiritually, however you may define that. You have to create your support systems. And what I really am so thankful for is that Jamila was transparent about all of that. I so appreciate her transparency about her experience leading up to her launch and managing it whilst working her full-time job, which by the way, folks, she actually loves, (laughs) and everything that prepared her for this moment in time. And I hope that you too will appreciate her transparency. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and my conversation with Jamila White founder of Doggy Nibbles. Jamila, I am so excited to have you. This has been on my to-do list to have you as a guest on the More Than Money podcast, and I am delighted that we are finally here. And before we dive into talking about you, your career, and Doggy Nibbles, I would love if you would just share with uh, my guests, my audience, who you are, what you do, and why.
1: Yeah, well, I'm excited about being here because, as you mentioned before, it has definitely been a long time coming. We've been planning this, I want to say, at the beginning or top of the year, especially when you found out that I am so passionate about Um, Doggy Nibbles, uh, which is my passion purpose project that I've been really working on for over two years and decided to launch this year. But just to even take it back um, to go a little about about a little bit about me and um, don't want to rush anything, but definitely want to give your viewers and your listeners everything that it is about how to start a business. Why I start? Why did I start a business, and who I am? So, my professional career began in the fashion industry. Now, I'm a psychology major. I went to school, right? I got a BA in psychology. You have a master's in psychology. Why fashion? Um, it was another passion of mine. Like to go into fashion is something that you always see in the magazines, is and it's so exciting. Um, I got an opportunity to come to New York from California because I'm a Cali girl, West Side all day. But you know, <laughs> I've been out here grinding, and and I love New York. So I'm a native now. I've been here 15 plus years. So you can't tell me anything, right? <laughs> um, so excited about that, and just really coming here and just really understanding what it really means to to make it in New York. Because if you make it here, no, seriously you can make it anywhere. Like yes. you can start from the bottom and you can get to the top, right? right, right. Um, so grit and grind. And definitely I was grinding in the fashion industry. Worked for notable brands such as like Giorgio Armani, um, Ralph Lauren, Margella, just to name a few. And from that fueled my passion to go into the beauty industry. You know, when you look into like a Vogue magazine, you always see beauty along with fashion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, the worlds they're the same, you know, but Beauty is a different beast. So, um, working for the number one top retailer or company, which is L'Oreal, definitely was great for business acronym, um, learning the different ins and outs, um, learning about marketing, learning about branding, learning about sales, um, learning about making relationships and partnerships, right? And so, which had been very vital and pivotal for my career and to really start funneling that entrepreneurial spirit within me. I was like okay, do I do business? Do I launch a fashion brand? Like what do I do, right? And more so I, I didn't find that getting a getting a product out there that I did not believe in is something that I didn't want to do, right? First off. And I didn't want to be a used car, car, sell, car salesman. Don't even know why I'm stumbling, um, but I didn't want to have that mentality where I'm going to sell you anything and then you take it and then it's up to you to like it or love it or not. I wanted something that I wanted to believe in. So that's what really, you know, um, start funneling the entrepreneurial mindset is like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to go after? Um, what is that product going to be like? So it took a lot of years, but um. And then, like I said, bouncing back and forth in the beauty industry, from hair care, from makeup, and understanding, okay, what is it really that I want to do, right? And so I love making relationships. I build my businesses on relationships and partnerships and really learning the different metrics and the systems that are in place to make a product successful. So... No lie. One day, I was in my apartment building in an elevator, saw this dog that had this massive size um, growing on the top of on, on the side of his neck, and I said, "Oh my god!" like, what happened to your dog? And he said, "The dog ate one grape." But I'm like, "Just one grape did that?" Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "Yeah." I said, "I couldn't believe it." So I started going down this rabbit hole of researching health health conditions, uh, what dogs can't eat, what they can eat, and I started noticing that they're not that different from humans. So besides working in the beauty industry, loving fashion, loving all these things that are great, right? I am a food fanatic when it comes to eating healthy, right? I'm that person that eats for her blood type. Like I can tell you what blood type you are, what you should be eating, what your body's allergic to. And so I'm that person to where I eat for my health, right? I don't eat because it's good. I don't eat because it's like the the newest thing on on, on the menu or on the block. I eat for my health. And I said, these animals don't have anyone advocating for them. They don't have anyone really speaking up for them. They need someone that cares to let them know that there are foods and products out there that would ha- that would help them live their happy, healthy whole lives. And that's really the start of Doggy Nipples.
0: I love that. Thank you for giving us the whole arc. And it's interesting because... You know, when you started off and you mentioned that you have both your undergrad and graduate degree in psychology, and the setup was like, well, what does that have to do with fashion or beauty or entrepreneurship? From my perspective, it has everything (laughs) to do (laughs) with whatever it is that the endeavor is that you are undertaking. So um, I am sure that you see it in terms of building your relationships and partnerships. You see the role of all of your academic training in terms of psychology coming into play. So
1: thank you for that really great arc. And I do want to say something and so I interject there for a second. And I'm hearing so much chatter now in today's age about school and how you really don't need to go to school. And I really want to be an advocate for learning. Yes. Like never allow someone to tell you you don't need schooling. Oh, I am <laughs> so with Life you. Life is a school, right? Yeah. Life will take you through and you need and you learn every step of the way. Why not bolster that with additional learning from outside resources to really build you as a whole individual? Right. And so I really want this to really, you know, resonate with your um, your viewers, your followership, that it's important to get higher learning, higher education. If that's picking up a book if it's taking a leadership course or class, never negate from going after more knowledge, right? It makes yeah. you wise instead yeah. of well, foolish.
0: Yeah, I I, I I, definitely agree with that. And I would presume that 99.9% of our listeners do as well. And it's interesting because I don't recall when I mentioned this, but it was in some other previous conversation. I talked about how interesting it is that this whole thread line of, you know, you can be like a Mark Zuckerberg or, um, oh God, why I can see his face so clearly. Who's the Microsoft or Bill Gates, right? So those folks who started off but then dropped out. And my whole thing is, first of all, you got to look at the demographic and so stop trying to, you know, I'll just say the word that I use pimp this idea that you don't have to finish school, you don't have to go to school, you don't have to finish school, and you too can have that success. First of all, I just think that narrative is so unhealthy. Second, what happened to actually approaching, especially undergrad, as a learning opportunity? And so, you know, it's more, it's, it is, yes, it's about whatever your field of study is, but it's also about being exposed to people that you might not have ever been exposed to and and traveling, even if you don't literally travel, but traveling the world through yeah, those so. interactions and those friendships that you hopefully will, you know, develop and cultivate. So no one will ever, ever, ever hear me say, don't go to school because also it was not an never, it was never an option in my household.
1: It was like, you are going to college. <laughs> That's two they, my grandmother said, either you're going into the army or you're going to college. And I was like, at that time on TV that said, be be all that you can be. And I was watching G.I. Joe. And I was like, I'm not G.I. Jane. You know, (laughs) I can't be her. I said, so college is the best bet. (laughs) So at the age of five, I literally had in my mind that I was going to college and nothing Mm -hmm. was going to stop me from getting there. Yep. No, no. And nothing. Right? Totally. So yeah. And I don't think people really... Push that enough. How important it is not to say go to college, but to get an education. Yeah, that's true. At any level, right? At any level, right. right, that is true.
0: Because you could go to a trade school, and that's an education sure. as
1: well. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Of yeah, course. yeah. It just opens up many, many more options than it's- if you didn't.
1: <laughs> many more conversations you can have what potential people that could actually boost you or take you to the next level in your life.
0: Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. And that is a perfect way of segueing into one of the ways in which I wanted to frame our conversation, because I know you said that uh doggy nibbles started with an encounter in your elevator, <laughs> and it's been a process for you know, probably now at this juncture almost three years. Um, and so you launched it officially during the pandemic, which means that you were one of, according to the Census Bureau, you were one of the 5.4 million businesses that were launched in 2021, which was for all of the stat geeks out there that are like me, um, which was 53% higher than in 2019 and 23% higher than in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. So when you think about The environment, the economic environment, the political environment, what made then the right time to start Doggy Nibbles?
1: Okay, let me take it back a little bit um, before I even go into that question. So, before I launched Doggy Nibbles, before and during the pandemic, I want to say that I was out of work for 17 months. So, I racked up a lot of bills. Mm -hmm. I racked up uh, a lot of stress, right? A lot of things were on my mind during the time, especially wondering how I was going to pay rent, what I'm going to eat. Of course, they had the stimulus checks. But if anyone lives in New York that is listening, that's not enough for New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. That's not enough for food. Mm -hmm. Please, let alone rent. Um, so at the time, I was more so relying on faith and trust and, mm-hmm. and, and belief in myself, knowing that I know that I'm here to do something um, outside of what I've been doing day to day, working my nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. And looking for a job and mm-hmm. knowing that, uh, I, you know, I have to work in order to eat, in order mm-hmm. to live, right? But no one ever really tells you to go after your dreams, go after your passions, Um, but put the work in, put the time in, put all your abilities together so that you can figure out what is it that I'm really good at? And then what can I do with this gift and this talent that I've been blessed to have? And then put that into something that you can make big for yourself. And then eventually... And prayerfully, hopefully for your family, for your friends, for those that are connected to you. So uh, I got a job, which is great. Um, Thank God for a job. Thank God for a paycheck. Thank God I was able to pay my rent, right? Catch <laughs> up on my rent. So I had this encounter, had this idea that came to me. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because at first I wanted to launch a product. Then I found out that there was a hefty price tag with launching a the product, then I had to start believing in myself again. I'm like, who's gonna believe in this? Who's gonna believe in this? You know. But then, at the end of the day, I had to believe in me. So when I started um, doggy nibbles, it was an idea on a paper, right? I needed to do my research. I need to pull my target audience together. I need to do my metrics. But at the same time, I went to through a program. Uh, for women entrepreneurs uh, with Cornell University sponsored by Bank of America. This was going to help me map out and plan how I was going to launch this business that I had an idea for, right? So again, going back to learning, going back to taking the necessary steps that was eventually going to pay off for me so that now I can launch this brand, this product, and to say, this is who, this is what I want to do, right? Um, and getting all their research, knowing who my competitors are, going against a pet cub, pet PetSmart, Chewy, BarkBox, like what really separates me? It is what I believe in, whole foods. Hmm. So Doggy Nibbles is the whole foods of dog food treats. <laughs> That's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. That's what I stand on. And it started coming together. Believe me, this did not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. This became trial, 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 error, 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 test, 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 right? And it never (laughs) stopped. Oh my goodness, I'm still learning now. Yes. I'm like running these (laughs) ads that are not doing anything for me. And I'm like, am I just throwing money out there? Like, what's really going on? Mm -hmm. Right. But you have to run different tests. You have to know that there's going to be a lot of errors. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. No one likes to say the word. I'm getting used to that word. I think it's now my middle name, Jamila Mistakes White. Um, (laughs) But I'm learning and it's challenging me. And I'm actually growing in the challenge, right? So that's what is really important to really understand about going out on your own, being an entrepreneur, Knowing that you got to bootstrap this, you know, mm-hmm. until it becomes in a level to where you start seeing revenue and it's generating, I believe in it so much that I'm willing to put the work in. And this right. is what we all have to do when we believe in something. Right. Got to put the work in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do I want to ask this question? Doggy nibbles is b to c and 80% of businesses launched in 2020 were also B2C. Yeah. I know you've already kind of given us a, you know, an idea around the fact that instead of creating one product, you have created a a portal if you will. Is that would that be a right way of describing I like it? that.
1: <laughs> can I, I hurry you on the team? <laughs> because sure. yes, and that's what it is. I have created a portal. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I've connected and built relationships with vendors um, and with small business. Either it's women, um, woman owned, um, has a social good give back. Either say if I buy a bag, they donate it back to a dog shelter or I have brands that actually give back to the communities, mm-hmm. give 50% of their proceeds to those um, people with, in, uh, with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I look for things that I know bring good to the world. Mm-hmm. And if I can be that one little kernel, right, or that one little seed, you know, just to do my part, that's what it, that's, that's what it means to me, or that's what um, I believe is, what is pushing me to continue to do this right right so the portal piece mm-hmm. did that
0: evolve out of initially trying the product first or did the portal piece come about because you had the idea for the product but then after you did your research you realized oh no we can't do that right now
1: you're right it's the last one <laughs> <I was> like- <laughs> Right now, like not in my budget to do right now. Right. Right. I don't have the investors. I have an idea. I can wait another year to produce something. But the key thing about me, what came to me, the light bulb went off and said, Hey, you'll learn your market, you'll learn your target audience if you go this route first. It'll alleviate and you won't be in debt. Yes. You won't have to put all that money out there in order to get the stats or the data that you need to really put your own product out there in the market. Because now what I'm doing, yes, I'm selling B2C. But I'm gathering data. Yes, gathering information. Yes, my audience, who that person is. Yep. Uh, who that human is. That's mm-hmm. like the world. Um, making a lot of fur friends, building my <laughs> my fur influencers, um, mm-hmm. relationships, um, reading the reviews to see what products are out there. And then what ailments are really big in the dog world. Oh, interesting. Dogs have this same ailments as we do. Mm -hmm. They get diabetes, Mm -hmm. they get cancer, Mm -hmm. they get tumors. Mm -hmm. So much of their health is tied to their teeth. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different intricate things that I did not know before that I, my world has definitely evolved and changed and grown to where I'm like, wow. And the allergies, like around allergy season, (laughs) they get allergies too, right? Right. Right. Um, but the health component still remains the same, right? Mm -hmm. Or what you eat.
0: Right. Right. Right, right, right. 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 It's interesting because, you know, I I thought of this before we hopped on, but it's even, a more cemented thought as we're talking, which is that on one level, you are following the online model first of of brands like a Warby Parker or a Casper and that they started you know, their businesses online before they opened a brick and mortar. Or I think about some some of the food trucks that gained a lot of notoriety. And then once they had a really strong following, they went and found a brick and mortar place to open up, a, a, you know, a, a full-blown restaurant, if you will. And so I guess my question is, is that your vision too?
1: Yes. <laughs> And I do not want to admit that. Trust me, you would have asked it a week, two weeks ago. I was like, no, no. I didn't want to do all that work. I wanted to just do it like this. But to have a footprint, yes. To know that this is something that I, I want to see from years to come, from years down the road, I want to see it live and, and full of color, yes. I believe in it so much that I believe it can go as far as it can go. That's yeah.
0: awesome. That's awesome. Now, I know you've worked in fashion, you worked in beauty, you worked for some other major brands, but is this your first, you know, business that you've had on the side or have you had other businesses on the side?
1: Can I tell you, I've been selling products (laughs) when I was in elementary and (laughs) uh, a cousin of mine. Yes. So I had to share this story because I thought about it the other day. I was like, girl, you've been an entrepreneur since elementary (laughs) <laughs> I used to buy, if anyone knows in California, they have this place called Alverson's. I think it's still around. And they have the candies like for five, 10 cents. So I had money, right? So two out, my mama gave me $20. I'm saving my money. I didn't buy no clothes. I saved my money. And so had the idea with my cousin at the time to sell to the kids in the school. So I was like, I'll go buy. So I'm the financier. So I bought and she gathered all the kids so we could sell to, right? (laughs) So we had a a business in elementary selling candy on the schoolyard. There's a lot of kids out there that wanted candy. Hey, I was a candy pusher, okay? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That was elementary. And that actually started growing to where, if people didn't know, I used to travel down to Los Angeles and I went to school down in Los Angeles and I used to sell wholesale purses. Okay. <laughs> I was that girl too. In uh, high school, we had purse parties. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Let's go and resell. So I've always had this business acronym in acronym, my mindset. I just knew that, This was going to evolve one day into something else. I just didn't know what. I was like, so I did one down on real estate. I bought my first home when I was 25 years old. I had three homes by the time I was 26, 27. And then at that time, that's when the market crashed. Mm. So people that were in my homes could not pay the rent. Right. Next thing you know, I ended up losing my job. Right. Mm. So then I was in a place where I had to pay three mortgages. The people that are still in the place kept promising they'll pay. Right. Next thing you know, I'm all in this debt world right. of things that are so grown up. Right. And out of my control, I'm not 30 yet, but I have so many responsibilities. Right. And then eventually I had to give it all up because it was too much for yeah. me to take on at that mm-hmm. time. Right. Right. And understanding that knowing who I was then and knowing who I am now, Mm -hmm. I'm like so thankful for those experiences Mm -hmm. to even open my world up to saying, Hey, if you go after something, you know, you can have it right. You know, you put the time work in and you put your mind to it. You really can do anything, you know, and to understand that if I had it once, I can have it again and I can have it better. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think when you, when you fail, I mean, no one wants to fail, but once you failed at something, when you go out and do something again, you're like, well, what's the worst could happen? I've already experienced that. So let's do it. <laughs> and then you put in you know, whatever you may have learned from that failure, you put in some boundaries, some structure so that it, you at least don't repeat the same mistakes. Cause we're going to always make mistakes. The goal oh though, God. is to not repeat the same mistakes over and over and over simply because the context or the circumstances changed. So I'm glad you rebounded.
1: <laughs> and now we have
0: doggy nibbles.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's a long time coming because I didn't know what was next for me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I like my jobs. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I like them. I like them for the benefits, right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to be, I wanted to be in something that I, every day I wake up and when I see a post or I see a tag, someone tags me in, or I am sending out a marketing box, you know, to a dog influencer and they tell me how much they love the product. It does something on the inside of me that I'm like, wow, what is this feeling? Like, I'm not a mother yet, but this is what mothers feel like when they have their child. And this is what it feels like. Like, Mm -hmm. this feels so amazing. That's awesome. And to see their faces, like, literally, to see a dog, like, know who you are, especially in my building, because I was giving out treats. And they were like, "Come to me." We're like, "Okay, I know you got something for us, right? Like, come on, (laughs) give it up, give it up." And I'm connecting with them on a whole new level. You are the pusher again. (laughs) Again, I mean, right? Yeah, pushing dog treats. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it just it fuels so much more than this. And I just really can't wait to see what's next. Cause I'm what, sure. Something yeah. Happens. We all are excited to see what's next. Yes. You know, there are
0: probably other folks in my audience who are also, you know, straddling both lines. And when I say straddling both lines, meaning they have a full-time job and hopefully they love it just like you love yours, but they also have a business that they are um, or a business idea that they wanna
1: get off the ground. How do you do it? Hmm. Every day I ask myself that question. (laughs) And I promise you what I've been really, really doing on a daily basis is making a to-do list. And it's just as simple as that. I wish I could tell you, oh, put together your daily affirmations, believe in everything that you speak out of your mouth, and it's going to take you to the next level. Having a plan does. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah list yeah and that new list changes on a daily basis right yeah um just as can- much as i need to get my work done for my nine to five i mm-hmm. actually need to put time in for this business to grow right absolutely and, and it comes with sacrifices mm-hmm. you know um you don't know the the amount of that sacrifices until you actually um put put the work in mm-hmm. and but it's so rewarding and it's so worth it. Like sometimes I don't sleep as much because I have a lot on my mind. I have a lot that I need to get down. There's a lot of things I have to do. Um, there's a lot of places I'm not going right now because I spend my weekends really dedicated to doggy nipples. Um There's, um, you know, events that I have to attend so I can make those connections in those places. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling myself out of my comfort zone, but at the same time, pushing myself into the war zone Mm. because I believe that there's so much more on the inside of me that has yet to be revealed. And when it's time and place meets, that's when it's going to be very explosive, right? right? And you don't know what that opportunity is going to be. And sometimes it can be like a light bulb moment that you don't want to miss because you can get that light bulb moment anywhere. And, you know, I love mm-hmm. to run. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And my light bulb goes off in that morning. That's where I'm focused. That's yeah. where I'm thinking, That's where I'm praying. That's where I'm interceding. I'm like mm-hmm. speaking things over my life and I'm bringing those things that I need to funnel and to push me to what's next.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, for listeners, just in case you don't know or haven't figured it out yet, we met because we both run in Prospect Park and we would see each other. We would just say, you know, wave. And then eventually we said hi. And then eventually it was like, girl, what's your name? <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it's it's great, even more so to to have yeah. you here with me. And you know, I just want to piggyback on one of the things that you said in terms of you know having a to do list and not just having affirmations. I always remind people that you can't think your way through to the other side of something; you have to take action. And it's one of the reasons why I know it as the Quaker uh, proverb. Other people may know it as something else. But the Quaker proverb is when you pray, move your feet. And I just love that because it reminds us that, y- yeah, yeah, it's helpful to pray, but you have got to do something. Exactly. And that starts with that little, you know, that little quote unquote uh, to-do list that will help to keep you on track or at least help you with some momentum. Yeah, and it does. And you
1: feel good when you're checking it off your list. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I accomplished that. Mm-hmm. What's the next? what can Mm I do now? I have an hour to go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Totally. So how did you prepare for, how did you prepare for this entire experience? And I'm not asking you for specific numbers, but how did you prepare for this experience financially? How did you prepare for it emotionally, spiritually? Um, How did you create your support systems? And that could be people, that could be processes.
1: Uh I got all of that. (laughs) Let's go go financial first. Okay. What I did is I had an idea, business name, right? I started there first. I'm like, I got to file this. At first, I got the domain name. Then I filed with the state of New York, went through that processing. I'm like, oh my God, this is real because I have to put money in to, you know, Mm -hmm. get everything finalized and certified. And and once from there, I opened my bank account and I said, what can I, what type of dollars I can put into the account now that I know I'm not going to miss. I know that I probably eat it in a day anyways. How much is that dollar amount? I started allocating that dollar amount every pay period, every paycheck toward my business account Mm. so that I had something to start with. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. It's coming out of my my paycheck. Yes. It's coming out, but I don't miss it, nor do I see it. And I know it's there when I need it. Right. So financials, I started there. Um, Then I started looking at, okay, are there any grants for small business owners, entrepreneurial women? And there is a lot of resources out there, everyone. There is a lot of resources and you have to get connected either to your local communities because they're there to help and to assist. Um, I haven't got any funding yet, but I've made so many connections, Mm -hmm. right? And I think those are worth more than dollars, right? So, right. Just to say that. Um, so on the financial side, I started there. Then I had to work into a business plan of action. Like mm-hmm. this is all I started listing out everything I needed to pay for. Mm-hmm. I started listing out again, going back into my to do list what I needed to do to get started. Then I started building my network. Right, I needed a web designer. I needed a copywriter. Um, I needed to start reaching out, doing letterheads, uh, to these partnerships, these relationships. I had to start building them. Um, I did hire an assistant at the time, right? I had a certain, a budget that I could afford and going back to what I could afford before going after credit, right. Mm-hmm. To be in debt before the business mm-hmm. even started. Right. I said, this is what I can afford. And the assistant at the time she was willing, um, she worked 20 hours a week and she was dynamic okay awesome. i mean she helped with so many different things and it's good that a person wants to be a help to you mm-hmm. and not a hindrance right, right. because mm-hmm. the person could just work for money and and it's like you could have did it yourself right? right so that was important to me then um and then my network around me was more so not finding the people that are just um, the ones that just congratulate you for everything, right? Right. You don't want the yes people. Yeah. Uh, the yes, the yeah. yes, um, the, the mm-hmm. yes, the, uh, I don't, I don't want the yes. I want the people to say, why are you really doing this? What is your point? What is your purpose? What is this all? What does it mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, who those people are in your life that really mean you well, and that really want you to go to, um, to a place where there's your, um, your happiness, right? right? Your utopia, uh, utopia right? Mm-hmm. That place to where you can zen out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I knew who to not tell my business to. Let me be honest. <laughs> I know the doubters, <laughs> the naysayers, the hearsayers, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yep, selective, I knew who to yes. Who tell? Right. Very selective on who I was going to approach, but I really reached out to the people that could help me right? The ones that were, going to be encouraging, um, and the ones that had input that I needed, that was going to help me build my business. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So those two types of individuals were just two people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and just really, uh, relying on what I believe I could do. Mm -hmm. Right. That inner peace, that inner man, that, that, That gut, that, you know, um, that perseverance and patience, even with yourself and and learning how to encourage yourself in times of where you feel discouraged, you know. Um, oftentimes I listen to motivational speaking throughout the mornings because I I know listening to Rick Ross or listening to Beyonce ain't gonna do it for me, right? (laughs) Right. Being real. You know, um, I listen to the less browns or I'm listening to EYL or you know, earn Mm -hmm. your leisure. I'm listening to people that are really about our culture, our community, and also about building your self-worth. You know, speaking to that. So that was important and pivotal for me. And then there's one more thing I'm missing that you mentioned. Oh,
0: I said uh what were, what were the systems? I said, uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and what are the systems? And even you talked about the people, and I would yeah. say that that was part of your systems, but what were some of the processes, like the operational processes? I know you said a to-do list, yeah.
1: but was there anything else that you did? Um, Honestly, I, nothing really comes to mind as of right now as a system that was in place. It's just knowing that I had to get it done. Like I set timelines for myself, mm-hmm. um, what I needed to accomplish within that period. Um, trying to think of something that was really outside of the box that really helped me. And since I do this for my current business, like I sell products into retailers, it's pretty much, you know what i do on a daily basis so it wasn't nothing new i think what was really stretching me it was something new and different right 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 Right. i would say that
0: go ahead so speaking excuse me so speaking of it being something new Mm -hmm. what were some of the challenges or the pushback That you received when you would reach out to vendors to be a part of your portal, given that it's new and you don't yet have a track record, and it's like you know the the chicken and the egg kind of a thing. (laughs) How did you how did you prepare for that, and then how did you manage it, and how did you respond?
1: I would say there was one encounter that I had, and I really have to share this story, and I won't mention um, their name at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, and I sent them an email. Um, I reached out, got their contact information. It was one of the brands that I wanted to partner with. Like I really believed in their their, their storyline, their clean ingredients and, and everything about their products. I was like, oh my God, I want them. I want them really bad. I put together a deck to present to them. Um, I gave them the stats, the data, why this partnership would be beneficial for both, um, You know what I would do on my end from a marketing plan um, uh, from a different brand perspective, you know, a different, uh, demographic perspective, you know, what I believe I could do for them, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, within growth, um, revenue of, of a business. So laid it all out interview. And honestly, I really felt, and this is a feeling and excuse me, because oftentimes we don't need to have a feeling we need to know, And sometimes if a person doesn't say it, it's said in few or less words. So when I presented to them and they saw my face, I really got the impression that whatever I said really didn't matter.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: And it could have discouraged me, but I believe so much in dog and animals and, and what I was trying to do that. I didn't let that one brand with these two guys, you know, um, who were, you know, very much um, had the tools and the information to make their business successful on one side of the business, but were failing in other areas of the business to where I spoke to. And I gave them my credentials. I gave them, you know, my whole spiel on how I'm in the sales and, you know, what I've done. And, you know, speaking to the PL and and the margins and, you know, all these talks that we say in mm-hmm. the business world uh, for people to take you serious. But the person on the other line doesn't necessarily have to believe in you, but they should believe in the vision. That's in you.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: they couldn't see that. Got it. And so from there, I didn't, I didn't hear from them. Right. Um, uh, we didn't needless to say we did not partner. Um, but I ended up finding another product, another brand that did. Right. And I think that to me said a, said, said a lot because I knew that there was a lot of doors I was knocking on that a lot of people weren't going to open and answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they saw my name, you know, they saw mm-hmm. Jamila, like, mm-hmm. or, or, <laughs> or they mm-hmm. saw that I wasn't a Chewy or a Petco to start out with, that I just had a, 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 a mission and a purpose and a plan that I wanted them to listen to, right? And I tend to find that it was a lot of brands that weren't on Amazon, that were mm-hmm. just starting out, that were getting their footing, that were willing to take a chance uh, with someone like me.
0: That's right? awesome.
1: So with me, I'm going hard for them, right? Yeah. I'm getting yeah. them into content that is being produced. I'm letting them know how much I believe in their product and their brand. Um, you know, letting them know that I'm pushing for them, you know, as much to be successful as I hope that they're pushing and letting them know there's another retailer that's online and Mm -hmm. that she's willing to ship you goodies, Mm -hmm. you know, for your dog's health. Mm Mm-hmm
0: yeah it's such a uh what's that word a trope saying I think that's the word I'm looking for but what you've described is really like a win-win like we all win (laughs) and creating this the environment so that everybody wins like yeah I, I love that part um what are some of the decisions that you're looking forward to making in the next 60 days 90 days or so
1: Oh my God. The next 60 days. Um, I'm looking to partner with more brands. I'm looking to bring on more brands to the website, which I'm really excited about. I've actually, um, had brands reach out to me. That's lovely. Yeah. It brought a smile on my face. They were like, we love your website. We love this. We love, we want to partner. What can we do to get on? And uh, so that's within the next 60 days, uh, making no decision who I'm going to bring on board. Um, And for me, I don't, I'm like, it's just me by myself. So I don't want to grow too big too fast. Right. But it's like, you have so much opportunity. You have opportunity take it and um, just weed out the brands that you really believe in their story. You believe in their mission. Like they have to have some key components in there you know, and, um, let's see where it goes. So I'm excited about the next 60 days from there. Um, Mm -hmm. and I say mid year, um, it, to me, it's like sky's the limit at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's around the corner. Um, I'm shaking hands and kissing babies as they say, (laughs) in in the political world, Uh right. uh Um, just to build those support. Um, and then I'm like at these dog parts, making relationships and connections, and um, doing a lot of preceding and uh, and making connections. Like I said, with more dog influencers. Like I have my eyes set on a few that haven't gotten back with me yet. I said, but soon they will, right? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send them another message, you know, right? right. So gonna market my product, you know, on your on your um, on your site or on your Instagram or TikTok. Um, so at this point, Sky is the limit and it's limitless. So, um, I'm looking for it to grow. I'm looking for Petco to reach out to me and say, Hey, who are you? Right. Uh, little, and like Chewy to reach out I'll be like, what are you doing? You know, I'm right. looking to see copy something that I do so that I know that they're watching. Right. And that and they're very, they very very are. Great. You know? know, they are. You know, so, um,
0: definitely excited. Speaking, no, speaking of all of that, you know. I was, I don't have the number in front of me and I'm pissed at myself for not having it in front of me, but I was surprised to see how large the pet care industry is in general, let alone food, pet care. Mm-hmm. It is like billions of dollars. Billions. <laughs> billions of dollars. Billions. It was amazing to me uh, mm-hmm. to to see that when I was preparing for this, I just didn't write it down before hopping on the call. But one of the questions that I want to ask as we begin to wrap up is you now work in two industries that are billion dollar industries, but that also multiple billion dollar industries, but that also do not have a large presence of black proprietors and black women proprietors and, I never look at that as a hindrance, but I do wonder to you what does it mean to be a black woman, a woman in these two industries that are billions that are worth billions of dollars, which probably also means that um, we also spend a lot of money in those industries. And yet in terms of ownership, there is not a representation. So what does it mean to you to be a representation, especially with doggy nibble, since you are an owner?
1: Yeah. I mean, it feels good. Um, can I say when I tell people what I'm doing and they're so shocked, like you see their faces, like really, I, I never would have thought you would do something like that, you know, and not that I did it for the shock factor. But I really wanted to say, like, you can do anything. Like, think about anything that is outside of the box or outside the normal. You know, like, I was supposed to be doing beauty. I was supposed to be doing something in here. I was not supposed to be doing what is potentially um, becoming the norm for a woman of color, a Black woman such as myself. And to branch out and to do something outside of that it's like, okay, why are you doing that? Like, uh, what is this about? And not to say I did it and going back to, for the shock factor, I did it because honestly, we need to be in different arenas. Mm-hmm. We really need to be in different sectors. Like there are scientists in all fields, in all areas, areas that are black. Like they're just not being highlighted. Right, They're, The light is not shining on them because it's not glamorized, right? right. Take care of dog food is not glamorized. Like who do we see that's like really popular, you know, that has, that's in dog food or dog care? <laughs> not somebody like me, right? right? Right. Do we even know if anyone else is behind dog food or dog care that's someone like me? Honestly, I don't know. Right. I haven't seen it yet, right? Yeah, good point. And so just to say that it, It's for us to really start, and I I don't want to say thinking outside the box, but go after something that you know hasn't been done yet and that you know you're the only person that can do it. That's it.
0: I love that. And I think that that is a wonderful message. (laughs) And note to conclude our conversation. And so it may have taken us a while, but I'm so glad we connected today. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your story and to let, you know, me and my peeps know a little bit more about doggy nibbles. And I will definitely include the link in the show notes. But why don't you tell folks where they can go if they too have a dog or have a friend who has a dog? <laughs>
1: Girls, any day, right? So you can log on to www.doggy, and that's D O G G Y Nibbles, N I B B L E S, one word dot com. Awesome. And you can also follow Doggy
0: Nibbles on Instagram. I do. And the The holidays are coming. (laughs) It's always a perfect time to get treats, but the holidays are coming. So it's a perfect time to have a little holiday bag for the dog as well.
1: Stocking stuffers for your pup. Yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you again once more. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me. And I'm just so glad we finally did it. This is awesome. (laughs)
0: well that's it for today folks as always thank you for listening all the way until the end I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jamila and if today's episode sparked an aha or reflection or maybe inspired you to take the next step with your own business I'd love to hear more please send me a dm on instagram And of course, I'd love to have you join me and other entrepreneurs, small business owners for the next Pricing Made Human Masterclass. It is scheduled for Thursday, December 8th at 4 p.m. Eastern. It will be virtual. And to learn more and to RSVP, go to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Thank you once more for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. And until then, remember it's about more than money.